Welcome to The Pinjin Show. I'm your host, Farah Salmi. Thank you for being here with us. Today, I'm honored to have another guest, Jonathan, who's going to tell you a little bit about his entrepreneurial journey and what he does. So, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It's really an honor to have you. I'm so excited, actually. This is uh, going to be a fun, fun show. It's, it's good to be here with you, Paris. Thanks, uh, th thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thank you. So, it would be nice maybe for the audience, those who don't know you. Who's Jonathan? What do you do? Well, I'm Jonathan Altman's, and uh, I'm passionate about uh, helping entrepreneurs globally, making it possible for anyone anywhere to be able to realize their dream uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, who am I? Um, I was born in England. Um, I've always had entrepreneurial blood in me. Uh, I've uh, been uh, Trained in different different environments as an economist, uh, been involved in startups, uh, and but my true passion uh, has been in helping uh, fuel the enabling environment and more people uh, to be able to realize their dream of forming a team, figuring out a new way of doing something, testing an idea, and um, with any uh, luck becoming an entrepreneur uh, or working with one. Well, you you're yourself is one, obviously, and uh, you've had many startups to be humble here to, to got you here. So a little bit about Jen, maybe you could tell everyone what, you know, how to get involved and what Jen is. Absolutely. So the Global Entrepreneurship Network is um, it, it's a nonprofit organization it's based in the United States, but its scope and, and prospects are truly uh, global uh, in their, their uh, in our mission. Uh, we, uh, we operate in uh, 200 countries uh, and we have affiliates in just over 100 countries. Uh, and we run about 14 uh, work streams of activities from the global uh, basis. But what does all that mean? Well, what we're really about is uh, getting uh, accelerated dramatically in this post pandemic world, uh, where as a result of people becoming more comfortable, with technology, looking at a camera, uh, people are automatically becoming more global. Like my mother is comfortable at 84 uh, talking to her doctor on her laptop. You know. um, no choice, right? No choice, exactly. But I think the significance of this has always been something that we've been about, which is basically national boundaries of forest to innovation uh, and the, the notion uh, that um, uh, you can start and scale up a company. You know, Silicon Valley doesn't have a monopoly on this concept. And that if we're really going to level the playing field in terms of opportunity around the world, we have to empower and guide and inspire uh, people from other countries who didn't necessarily see themselves, I think they didn't see themselves either because they're from a small economy or they're from a less developed economy or because their ecosystem isn't so mature. So what we're really doing at Gen is we're trying to level the playing field and we're capitalizing on, on uh, trends for doing this globally. And we're greatly assisted uh, actually by the outcomes of this pandemic, which despite the fact that over the last few years, we've been tackling some challenges around nationalism, populism, and some sort of pushback to globalization. We're seeing as a result of, I think, a, a, an awakening and a global consciousness around climate change, we're seeing the fact that everybody has a common enemy around COVID-19 
we're seeing some ways that we could actually do things as a result of technology more across borders and solving problems. And I think um, we're in for a very, very exciting era. That's great. Well, well thank you for that. That's, uh, that's uh, very, very nice to hear. And I'm curious, why did you start it back, you know, in the history of now? Why did you do it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, there were a few factors that were always present. Um, you know, I've, I've always been involved, involved in the world of uh, civic engagement, and there's always been an interest in um, regional economic development. Yeah. And, um, but when I looked at entrepreneurs, I felt like there was a misunderstanding of who they were. There was a sense that this was something that was taught in a business school, which is Clearly not true. This is what's going to teach entrepreneurship. They teach people management of existing incumbent large companies, which is a very important thing. They don't really teach entrepreneurship, but some of them now do. And, and we're understanding this process of new firm formation is indeed something that um, I think a lot of universities have got a lot more involved in. But generally speaking, why we did this was we felt like it was vital um, that we were able to. Um, uh, created uh, an environment where um, we understood how to be able to, to teach this. And um, so what we've really done at GEN is um, we've, we've taken a, a, a different approach to this. Uh, one that's very bottom-up, one where you've got a lot of peers teaching peers, and one where you teach people that actually are not really starting a company at the beginning, you're conducting an experiment, you're testing yeah. that idea, and you're fueling that data back into the process. So, I mean, what's really got me, we started it mostly because we, as I say, first wanted to tell the rest of the world that this is something that you can do equally well uh, as Silicon Valley. In fact, funny enough, I think that's one thing that the pandemic will do. We'll look back on and say, during this period of time, there were regions as well as industries, as well as individuals and companies who all had tailwinds, yeah. who many of which were encountering headwinds and vice versa. Yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, entrepreneurial communities that uh, will thrive as a result of this because the needs will become more apparent and because the co-creation of companies is something that's more commonly done now um, across borders. Yeah. Well, as you know, starting this, you know, Jen and many others with John, there are always, I say, ups and downs. And sometimes it's the same sentence, sometimes it's the same thing that you got that feeling up about is actually the same moment you're feeling down. Uh, I'm curious, maybe you could give us one of your downs where you felt like the world is ending, this is not going to happen, it's going to crush. Just maybe one of those moments, and you know, I know there are probably many. <laughs> yeah, sure. no, there, 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 there are many. There are many of those moments. I mean, I think, um, I, I think at the beginning of building Gen, yeah. uh, probably the biggest down was when we would meet huge resistance from very powerful forces and countries, where there was a clear interest in protecting monopolies. There was a clear interest in um, not allowing individual voices to become. Uh, too loud or too influential. And I think it was very hard for us at the beginning because we did meet a lot of opposition and we led a lot of challenges in trying to spread the entrepreneurs. And so for me personally, I think that was really, really hard. Uh, you know, because obviously we've, we've, I mean, I've visited more than half of the countries that we're working in. Uh, and, uh, you know, 
some, sometimes there's a huge amount of resistance to that. And also in any kind of nonprofit work like this, uh, you know, that really matters if you're trying to actually generate resources and people to execute those, those things. But there's always been more ups than ends. Okay. Um, and, and one of the reasons for that is that, you know, entrepreneurs are just such amazing people, this generation. I mean, you know, the, we're, during Global Entrepreneurship Week in 2021, we're, you know, we're really highlighting this movie, General Magic. And uh, it talks a lot about this, you know, draining of it you when you're creating something new. And we definitely feel that from time to time with what we do, but nothing to the level of what General Magic felt. I mean, this is a team of people that ultimately, uh, you know, put their heart and soul in 24 hours a day for years into there's got to be a way to come up with the DNA of an iPhone and, you know, and ultimately, um, you know, gave, gave so much personally in order to see that birth of that new, uh, the birth of the new. Um, and so I think, but it's really a story of failure. So one of the things I really hope people will do is take a look at that film. It's actually viewable, um, you know, through a, a web link, but it's a general magic because it's a, it's, it's, it's a film that helps understand some of those biggest downs. And, you know, and I think we, we experienced some of those uh, along the way. But I have to say, generally speaking, um, there are so many things that we've been blessed with that have kept those much less painful than some of the pains that true um, founding, true disruptive yeah. uh, ventures can be. Uh, I'll give you a couple of examples. Yeah. Let's say the, the first is the uh, American Coffee Foundation. Okay. Um, I mean, they have a very mature and sophisticated view to grant making. Um, they don't call you up every week saying, what are you doing this week? Or um, uh, they don't micromanage how much that money is going to go on the coffee and how much is it going to go on the meeting. You know? um, they, 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 say they, they want to know whether you're inspired by your vision yeah. and they want to know whether or not you're going to have impact on an outcome. They're not asking you constantly to say, well, you know, this is a contract, you deliver this, this, and this. And so they've been a long-term supporter uh, of this work and that long-term vision of the leadership of that foundation, uh, quite frankly, has been a gift and a blessing and so extraordinary. Um, the other thing at the end of the day is just characteristics of this generation of builders. I mean, the first question they always ask is, how can I help? Mm. Um, you know, and sometimes they have nothing and they have no time or money. Yes. They always ask yes. that question, what can I do? Mm. And it's remarkably generous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I was a first involved with this is called microchips. It was in the UK, it was 1980. Um, uh, and, you know, it was really cut for yeah. It was like, you know, everything. Like, help me or you are out. You know, yeah, right. I'm not going to ask how can I help somebody else. I mean, this is all about how can I make some money. You know, it's the '80s culture, and the wonderful thing about this generation is that they, even if it's somebody who's a predator, if someone in the village succeeds, everybody stands up and celebrates and laughs about something. And that's that's the thing that really keeps the long-term spirit of the process. I mean, it's human progress. As, as someone who resides in the United States, it's the American pioneering spirit. Yeah. It is what the country was doing. The idea of coming with nothing, very little, and we can build a society. And I think this culture of uh, this very generous and uh, collaborative uh, group of uh, uh, innovators around the world, and it's very exciting to work with people who have this as a common denominator across all these countries. Yeah. So you look in the newspaper, you see all our geopolitical disputes about this, that, and the other. We're stronger. 
leader and yeah. we're, you know, we got all these different political systems. But at the end of the day, the Arkansas Center is, sort of look at the big picture. They have, they have a common denominator, you know, like, and, and I think that's, all of those things vastly outweigh any of the hardships along the way. The U.S. has a, I want to make sure I highlight something which is important, especially these days, which is, it was an impression of the original thing. <laughs> you know, that the Indians were here and yes. all kinds of stuff. But the concept of let's go build something that someone that really exists is a powerful concept. It's a powerful message to make sure that the world listening to that yeah. as well. John, we can keep you for all day, clearly, on yeah. all these messages. So you gave me one of your laws and your points, and which is being rejected for wanting to start collaboration for starting entrepreneurs. You gave me one of your wins, which is Coffee Foundation said, you have an awesome opportunity to do this globally and do more of it. What would be something that you could go back now and tell John and the young one who's starting a business today, or maybe you back then? And I know it's really hard because sometimes the information sharing itself you are today the person who worked 20 years ago. But what would that be if you were to tell someone starting today or tell Jonathan the young one what should we do? Yeah, I think I think the first thing is make sure what you're doing is something that really matters because in order to succeed, you are going to have to somewhere you're yourself in a piece of you won't go into it. A piece of you is going to go into that you're going to make a sacrifice. It'll either be how much time you're spending with your family, or it'll be a financial sacrifice, or it'll be a time sacrifice, or it means you won't experience this at the other. So make sure what you're doing, you feel like at the end of the day, not just that you've got happiness, passion, and purpose, it's the fact that you have decided that this is something that is actually makes a difference. Uh, and I think that's the other, you know, and, it's, and, and frankly, I believe that from these entrepreneurs is that there's very few people who turn around now and say, I'm only going to do this for my business. And I saw those guys over there, and this company, and that company, and that company, and they all became rich, and they almost never did They want to do well, but they don't want to do well in the um, What would I tell them? Um, I would tell people. You know, yeah, share the collaborative. Remember that at the end of the day, this is not something that narrow commercial significance. It's something that represents the possibility of human endeavor. And so, go after it like that. Make sure it's something that is meaningful and makes a difference. Because there are some difficult problems in the world that need addressing. Even if it's a small idea in your community, just coffee that, shop is important. Coffee shop, you know, I, I think that's a uh, you know, powerful uh, uh, purpose uh, in life. Well, thank you so much. I mean, you can clearly unfold any of these things that you mentioned today for hours. I mean, I should read another chat, uh, but I appreciate you taking the time. I love the message of find ways and share some information. It's really powerful. And I'm sure that the audience can relate. So keep going. Thank you so much for joining us. And until uh, next time, my name is Chris Almi. I'm the host of Think Gen Show. Thanks for being here. Until next show, have a good day. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very so much. Thank you. <laughs> Great.